Hello and welcome to Yours Mentally, a podcast that discusses issues that we all have on our mind but are too afraid to speak on. Our podcast is a safe space for anyone who wants to discover more about and improve their mental well-being. On this episode of Yours Mentally, we have with us Noshin Javed. She's a counseling psychologist at Gulmohar Counseling and Experiential Learning Services. Her practice is oriented in the humanistic school of thought. She's a voracious reader and lifelong learner. In her free time, she enjoys cooking, cuddling with her cats and painting. We're so happy to have you on this episode, Noshin. So in today's episode where we talk about dysfunctional families, uh, Noshin, my first question to you is having grown up in a dysfunctional and broken family, how does one deal with their emptiness that they feel like, you know, when they see their friends celebrating with their families or just, you know, everyone going out with their relatives and stuff like that? Having grown up in a dysfunctional family, it is very, very normal for us to envy others when we see them having fun with their parents or seeing their parents connect with them in a better way. That's very normal. Uh, one thing you need to understand is that what you're seeing from outside is not necessarily what is what might be happening inside, right? Because it's not always perceivable what are the dynamics within the family, what is going on within the four walls of the family. Also, the emptiness runs really deep because uh, the trauma that might be attached, it depends on the subjective experience of a particular person in that family. You don't know uh, where it's coming from. So just processing this trauma in therapy Mm -hmm. is very important so that one day you're able to make sense of what happened and have a sense of acceptance in relation to that. One more thing that you could do is create your own family. And here I do not mean that get married and have children, but in Mm -hmm. terms of communities around you, like your friends, uh, you know, there might be some support group that you go through where you feel that you're accepted, where you have a voice, where you're heard. So look for avenues like that. Does that make sense? Yeah, definitely. And so also, if someone comes from a broken family, what kind of values do you think they're deprived of? And how exactly do you think that they can sort of inculcate those values in themselves? Yeah, again, this is a very subjective question. Because depending from situation to situation, uh, the kind of values could be different. So just to clarify what values are, values are some guiding principles which helps us to make decisions in life, make choices in life, you know, the way we want to go. Uh, So depending on situations of what a person was exposed to in the family dynamics, uh, it might be different how they perceive it. I want to give you an example here. So there, uh, I saw this film a few uh, years ago. There were two brothers. One of them was a civil rights lawyer and he fought for uh, domestic violence, uh, like victims of domestic violence. And the same brother was in the jail for uh, being abusive towards his wife. And then somebody asked him that, you know, ask both of them, how are you like that? And they said, of course I am like this, my father was like this. So it was not just the particular situation that they were exposed to, but how they processed it and what they 
inculcated from that so it's how we see the situation around us how we perceive it what we make of it and how we decide uh, what we want to make out of it right so norfin you know a lot of teenagers have parents at home who keep fighting you know even about the pettiest of issues so what do you suggest something that the teenager can do you know so the thing is that often when we see our parents fighting it's very concerning because of course we're sharing uh, a similar environment if they are fighting it disturbs us but what we need to understand is that this these are two people who are in a marriage and whatever is happening between them you know it's two adults who can who need to take care of it themselves and just sort it out between them you need not have to participate and try to resolve the situation because a lot of people try to do that right there are some people who uh, might try to distract your parent from what is going on so that the blunt is not on the other parent or uh, just try to make a funny situation out of it but what you need to understand here is that it is not your responsibility it is your parents responsibility to resolve, to resolve what is going on between them sure that makes sense and like building on to that uh obviously a teenager shouldn't interfere with their parents fights but how exactly can they support their say younger sibling uh, if their parents talk about getting divorced or happen to get divorced of course as a family unit when uh, the two pillars of the family decide that they don't want to be together it is a very shaky experience for the children because they literally depend on those two people to take care of them to nurture them to provide for them financially so we depend on them a lot at the same time we see that when they are together and they are talking about divorce because they are not happy together so just understanding that instead of them being unhappy together and you having two unhappy homes it would be better if you have two homes which are stable and where your parents are happier so just understanding that uh, it's not your fault it is their marriage and if it's not working out for them they're still parents to you they will always be parents to you but they're not a unit anymore you can build individual relationships with them now right uh, so noshin in the lockdown how does one distance themselves from the toxicity that their family brings into their life like how do you create your own space so the pandemic has been extremely difficult because at the end of the day we are sharing a physical space with them so there are unavoidable emotions that come up of course you feel angry at your parents you feel frustrated with them uh but what needs to be understood here is that this situation cannot be completely managed you cannot completely escape because of course the context the environment in which you are in is going to be the same so uh but at the same time there are certain avenues which you can choose for yourself that help you create space like maybe you know taking out some time to read a book or uh just meditate uh finding a corner of your house where you feel comfortable 
so these small small periods of time where you can find some peace you know even if it's late at night you know when everyone is sleeping and you feel like there's peace now so yeah that's how you can find out sometimes for yourself right so building on to that um how do you think i could deal with my parents um, or anyone's parents really constantly comparing them to their sibling and who happens to be maybe they feel that their sibling is way better than them at um certain things how could they stop their parents from doing that so it seems like you know the the way this question has been framed uh somewhere when our parents are constantly comparing us to our siblings we also start doing that right and we also start thinking that uh because our parents are saying that she your sister is better than you all the time and somewhere you also start believing it so i don't know if you can stop them from actually stop comparing uh you from their children I'm you sorry. can't really stop them i can't give you any technique for doing that but you need to just reflect and ask yourself that are you comparing yourself with your sibling uh and why so like do you think you need to be better here so there just needs to be a reflection process from within and just understanding that everyone has their own strengths and just building on those strengths right so uh, if one is unable to reach out for help how can they best understand the effect of being part of a dysfunctional family that can have on them and how can they work on healing the wounds that they have that the dysfunctional family may have created that may have been created from the dysfunctional family so yeah. ask you one here uh what is the difficulty in reaching out for help like as teenagers i understand that that there is financial constraint of course in reaching out to a therapist per se right uh yeah are there but uh, like what about uh, counselors in schools and colleges that you go to are those accessible mm-hmm. and you can also look at uh, support groups mm-hmm. they are relatively cheaper and it's a good place for you to just feel heard and just have your feelings reflected back i would advise against just you know trying to label stuff because that doesn't help just you know trying to diagnose yourself with something uh, that doesn't help at all i think having social support is extremely extremely important because we are social beings right so just finding that support somewhere in people that you feel that you can trust and be vulnerable with that's important yeah that makes sense and so when you talk about support groups would you at what point in time would you tell someone that there is no chance for like reconciliation between the family members when should someone stop trying basically so again uh, a family doesn't comprise of one person who's in charge of everything right there are a lot of members in the family and it depends on who the conflict is in between right if uh, if you are not part of the conflict then you can't say that there is no chance of reconciliation 
right because it's not your fight right yeah just understanding at the end of the day your parents like we we do this you know in our culture uh, we tend to put our parents on pedestal and then they fall down because we have a lot of expectations from them so just understanding that our parents are also human beings who have their own flaws who make their own mistakes you know they are not just your parents they are also human beings who are going to make bad choices mm-hmm. just like you do so just trying to see them as more than your parents would really help right so noshin how does one reach out to their friends without burdening them like how can you know someone establish boundaries when talking about these issues so i think there are two things of concern here first is uh whether that person has the mental space to listen to you because these things are burdening like it's a lot of emotional baggage right and mostly your friends are your in age only so they do not have that kind of mental capacity to process everything you know so first is just asking them that i want to vent right now do you have the mental space to listen so that's the first question you can mm-hmm. ask second thing is in terms of trust and vulnerability because everyone holds their family very closely because that's our immediate environment you know whatever is going on in your family revealing that to anyone that brings a lot of vulnerability right so you need to ask yourself that do i trust this person really like me being uh, vulnerable here is it safe is this person reliable has this person honored my uh, secrets in the past you know just building on just understanding that if this person is actually trustworthy that's important before you become vulnerable right that makes sense and you know you mentioned a lot about how in our culture we tend to put our family up on a pedestal and i think that's a really good point um especially because a lot of times people are taught to keep family matters within the family so if someone does come from a dysfunctional family and does want to reach out for help but because of this kind of mentality they're struggling to open up or talk about their problems how would you encourage them to do so what advice would you give them so being a therapist what i have realized is that you can never really force someone to seek help and even uh, nudge them that okay you need to go to therapy you need to go to therapy uh, again it is not your responsibility understanding that my your friend is going through a tough time right now and he or she is having difficulty in opening up so you can suggest it once you can suggest it twice you can suggest it thrice that you, you should go to therapy but you need to draw a boundary there because if the person needs to seek help if he or she feels ready then only they'll go to therapy you can't force anyone to seek help right or uh- No, she last year let us ask you that if if I see my friend blaming themselves for their parents getting divorced or other family issues how am I supposed to help them realize that they did nothing wrong I see that there is concern here for your friend uh, and generally like mm-hmm. young people you know when, when we are not old enough to understand what is going on we try to uh, 
put try to put the blame on ourselves because then we feel that there is more sense of control you know that maybe if i do things in a different way things will be different but your parents divorce is never ever about you it is about their own problems their own issues they'll always be parents to you uh, but they as individuals as adults uh, do not want to be together and just helping them realize that again instead of having one unhappy home where they, your parents are miserable with each other it is better if you have two homes where they are relatively happier and stable and just because their parents doesn't mean that they have to now force themselves to be together uh, or the families they they are also individuals and human beings who deserve a second shot at happiness who deserve to do what they want to do so again not just seeing them as your parents but seeing them as individuals as adults who have their own uh, desires and needs and ways of being that's important that's right Uh, yeah, yeah I, I think, think that was a very good discussion. Questions. I'm good for now. Uh, yeah, I think there was a lot to learn from that. I feel I personally learned a lot. Like I said, yeah, yeah. it's a learning every time. Uh, thank you, thank, thank you, you so Nausheen, for being really with us. Yes, and yeah. to everyone who's uh, reached here and listened to you, thank you for listening. And okay. I'll see you in the next episode. Bye.